Hello, this is Pearls on Tuesday, where we aim to create and celebrate the beauty of ordinary moments in extraordinary ways. Today's podcast is entitled May Mental Health Month. As a counselor and life coach, good mental health is always a priority for me. As a wife, mother, and friend, Maintaining and nurturing good mental health is a daily task. Some days, this is easier than others. Our mental health is complicated because there are so many things that affect or contribute to how we feel and how we view the world. Our personal perspectives, the filters through which we see life, determine our realities. I think in pictures, and this one may be helpful to you. I see life as a three-legged stool. The three legs represent mind, body, and spirit. The top of the stool is your life. If mind, body, and spirit are balanced, then your stool sits firmly on any foundation and provides you with a stable seat or step up. If one or more of the legs are a little short or missing altogether, the stool wobbles, tilts, and may even fall over. At any rate, this is not a stool upon which you would want to put your weight. Obviously, our mental health would fall under the mind category. But mental health has a direct effect on body, physical health, and spirit, faith, or spiritual health. When our stools begin to wobble, and they do, we usually do something to try and fix it. The quickest and easiest fix is to prop up the short leg to make the stool level. These quick fix props can be alcohol, drugs, sex, retail therapy, gambling, food, or a dozen other things. For a short while, we may feel better, more balanced, more in control, but these are not long-term solutions, and sooner rather than later, the stool begins to wobble once more. Good mental health practices are not quick or easy. However, they provide long-lasting results that balance out all three legs and make the stool useful and productive again. Let's take a look at some important techniques we can learn to employ in order to boost our mental health scores. First of all, examine your invisible tattoos. Imagine that the words to describe how you live your life and how you feel are tattooed on your skin. What words would we see? I asked six friends this question, and here are some of their responses. These were their words. Rush, hurry, tired, multitask, produce, push on, not enough time, starved, frustrated, overworked, broken, bored, stale, 
unfulfilled, and worried. Even if the outside world cannot see these invisible tattoos, rest assured, they are still there and you carry them with you each day. No, life is not always a bowl of cherries. However, it certainly doesn't have to be a bowl of rotten fruit either. When we find ways to remove the negative tattoos from our skin and replace them with words that serve us better, our mental health will greatly improve. Instead of the words above, I would like to read some of these on your skin or mine. Patience, rest, acceptance, worthiness, compassion, self-care, trust, enlivened, content, and satisfied. One way we can begin to change these words is to look at to what extent our five basic needs and our quality world pictures are being met in the real world. I will not explain this further here, but I strongly encourage you to listen to my podcasts on each of these subjects found here on my Pearls on Tuesday channel. Those podcasts would be about the five basic needs and quality world pictures. The next thing to consider would be recognizing signs of potential trouble. Keeping an eye out for signs of potential trouble is helpful not only for yourself, but for others. We all go through ups and downs and our moods ebb and flow as a result. However, when the shadows before us seem here to stay, it may be time to seek help. I would identify the prolonged appearance of any of the following as need for concern. A feeling of doom and gloom, that does not seem to be lifting despite your best attempts. Loss of interest and enjoyment in things you once enjoyed. Spending increased time alone and or avoiding interacting with others. Change in sleeping habits, sleeping more than usual or the inability to sleep. Increased desire to self-medicate with food, alcohol, medications, retail therapy, sex, and others. Frequent feelings of panic or worry that affect your activities of daily living. Frequent bouts of illness, stomach issues, headaches, body aches, lethargy, etc. Prolonged lack of motivation in areas that were once not a concern like getting up and dressed in a timely manner, producing on the job, getting things done at home, managing the family, changes in personal hygiene. Inability to concentrate, unusual forgetfulness and apathy, and distinct changes in personality, anger, sadness, excessive agitation, aggressiveness, Explosive outbursts, lying, evasiveness, discontentedness, and others. While mental health is no longer a shunned subject altogether, 
We still have a long way to go before the stigma attached to these issues melt away once and for all. While most of us would not hesitate to see a medical professional for chest pains or broken bones, we are not quite as comfortable seeking help with our emotions. Somehow we adopted the belief that we should be able to fix these things ourselves. I will insert here that mental problems often evolve into physical diseases, thus the term dis-ease. They go hand in hand. As I record this podcast, I remain haunted by the recent death of Naomi Judd. Just last weekend, I was looking at a photograph of Naomi standing with my mother when they both attended a successful aging conference here in town. I just finished her latest book, The River of Time, in which she heroically detailed her lifelong battle with severe depression. Hearing her daughter Ashley Judd tearfully admit that her mother, quote, just couldn't hold on one more day, end quote referring to Naomi and Winona's induction into the Country Music Hall of Fame. How utterly heartbreaking. If there is a ray of hope to be found in her suicide, may it be that we as a culture once and for all admit that mental disease, like any disease, does not exclude anyone based on socioeconomic status, level of education, amount of talent, or the like. Mental illness does not discriminate. The good news is that help is available. There are 24-hour hotlines in place worldwide, as well as clinics, hospitals, mental health facilities, counseling practices, and support groups. Mental health treatments are now covered at least partially by most insurance companies. Medications continue to improve and become more readily available. Still, the best thing we can do is to make ourselves aware and familiar with the signs one may begin to exhibit if a problem exists. Be there for one another and offer support. Do not be afraid to ask questions, and seek answers. I am not a big fan of the phrase, this too shall pass, because sometimes it doesn't, at least not on its own. It is okay to say, I've noticed these things and I want to know if I can help in any way. I seldom advocate dishing out advice unsolicited, but a simple I'm here if you'd like to talk and I care, shows that they are on your radar and that their struggles have not gone unnoticed. It is far better to be proactive rather than to have to be reactive. Take good care of you and yours.